I'm alive. I'm alive. <laughs> no, I said, and we're alive. Oh, sugar. Wow. You even said, I'm alive. Oh. I'm alive. Wow. It's sleeping through my eyes, guys. Wow. It's okay, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hey guys, and welcome back to the eighth episode of the UK Curling Chronicles. I am Chin. And I am Paula. For those of you who are listening for the first time, our podcast aims to have authentic conversations about hair, work life, relationships, society, and what it means to be a black female in the UK. Wow, that is a lot. That is a lot. It is. So today, our episode is actually based on mental health. What we've got planned is a few discussions and a few topics about... Um, our own mental health experiences, um, how within, I guess, the black culture as well, how mental health is perceived, um, how racism also plays a part in um, mental health, especially for black people. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, we've got we've got quite a few topics and quite a few discussions that we want to delve into. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and we've also got a very, very special guest in the building. Yes! Drum roll, please! <laughs> so we are joined with the CEO of Inside Out. Wow. Vanessa, welcome. Thank you, thank you. Welcome. welcome. Thanks, Thanks for, for the introduction. Thanks for inviting me. What a pleasure oh, it you're is to welcome be here. Anytime. <laughs> Thanks for coming. No pleasure. worries, no worries. Okay, Happy so to be here. Yes. I'm excited. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> Vanessa's ready, you know. She's Always ready. ready. Always ready. Always ready. <laughs> yes. So we've got Vanessa here with us today. But I guess we'll start with a little check-in to see how we're all doing. Um, let me check in with you, Vanessa, first. How sure. are you? <clears throat> Do you know what? I'm, I'm good. I'm okay. Like, this week, I was quite unwell, so I had food poisoning. Um, mm. And I've never actually had, well, I don't remember the last time I've had food poisoning anyway. So I completely lost my appetite. Like I was hardly eating. And it was only like a few days ago where I was able to have like a meal and eat properly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I lost my appetite with even the things that I really like eating. So I was mm-hmm. quite concerned. But you know, praise God, hallelujah. I am <laughs> Somebody say amen. amen. I'm feeling better. <laughs> Gosh, food poisoning is not yeah. a joke. Was you uh, able to pinpoint and trace back like what it was that gave you the food poisoning? After a while, yeah. Mm-hmm. So what happened was basically I put garlic bread in the. Um, it was from frozen. Yeah. Yeah, and I put that in the oven, and I was under the impression that I cooked it through. But yeah. do you know when you cook something and then you leave it to cool off? Oh uh, yeah. yeah. So then you don't know if uh, well after you've left it to cool off. Yeah. yeah. So you, you don't know if it's fully done or whatever. But I should have known because I let do you know when you, someone t- something tells you to put um, on the label it says put something in the oven for 25 minutes mm-hmm, yeah. I'd always do it extra 10 minutes yeah so yeah but it was the garlic bread I blame the garlic bread I'm not eating yeah. garlic bread ever again yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like those instances it puts you off like anything associated with that yeah, yeah definitely like, yeah. that's what I was like if, if you trace it back to like a restaurant you probably yeah. never go to that restaurant yeah yeah fam I, I threw <laughs> that garlic bread in the bin <laughs> straight straight okay and how are you doing Obi? munching I'm on your salad <laughs> think I can't hear you <laughs> <laughs> I'm good I'm good um yeah so I feel like I'm just this week has been quite hard because I've changed my diet I'm now doing intermittent fasting, so, and everyone knows that sugar plays with your 
it attributes to your mood, it mm-hmm. attributes to your energy levels and everything. So I feel mm-hmm. like my body was just trying to balance everything out mm-hmm. now that I'm eating clean. So yeah, but I feel good. Like, that's good. Today I actually feel good. Oh, that's good. Whereas yeah. Monday I was like, I need a chocolate bar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I need just sugar, anything with sugar. But now I'm good. Yeah, your persistence probably getting used to it as mm. well now. Yeah, I think that's what it is. And that transition as well is always difficult at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. But well done, you. Well done, yeah. It's not easy. Good. Yeah. Health is wealth. Honestly. (laughs) It's the most important thing, literally. Without Mm. health, where would we all be? Exactly. Honestly. Mm. How are you, Chin? I'm good. I'm a recovering (coughs) flu patient. Mm. The cough, the cold. Oh. The sneeze, it's been, it's been mad, but I thank God. God gave me the same healing that he gave to Vanessa. Amen. <laughs> so I'm Glory. good. I'm good now. That's but good. it keeps coming back randomly. Mm. But yeah, I'm good. Mm. I didn't take no medicine. I didn't take no medicine. For the last couple of days, my body has fought it itself. So mm. I'm happy about that. Because mm. it's not everyday medication. Yeah, no, Some days no, just no. leave your body to fight. Yeah. That's what I'm Are you eating greens? Me. Yeah. If you eat like fruit and veg, that would naturally boost, boost up your immune system. system. Yeah. Vitamin C's, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. mangoes, oranges. And you can get vitamin C. This is so big in um, broccoli, which seems like crazy, but a lot of vegetable has these hidden nutrients mm-hmm. as well. Mm. Broccoli, I've recently just gotten back into it after hearing that it's a man made. Yeah, even Mitch. even um, cauliflower mm-hmm. as well. It's man made. Man made broccoli, cauliflower. I even went off it for a while as Same. well. Yeah. Then yeah. What do you mean it's man made? Like, so it's not as in a sh- like they're doing it in a lab or. <laughs> so it's not natural. It's not it's like not um, God didn't put broccoli on this earth basically. <laughs> <laughs> That's the. They call it something though. So is it like GMO? Yeah. Basically? From my understanding, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that is okay. That is quite interesting. I used to actually like, do you know, when I started getting into healthy eating, I was like, Yeah, broccoli, broccoli, I can do broccoli. Do you know Mm. what I mean? And then I heard um, about the whole um, broccoli being man made, cauliflower not being Mm -hmm. like good, and etc. Did the research, had a look at that as well, and then it put me off. Mm. Um, But I feel like, do you know, when you go to the supermarket, we're Mm. sort of limited with the fruit and veg that we have. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's just me. Maybe I need to go to like um, a farmer's market or something so I can get more variety. But yeah. Yeah. <coughs> I feel like in general, in the UK, we just have boring fruit and veg. Mm. Like everything that is nice and exciting comes from other countries. Yeah. Like, we wouldn't even have mangoes or bananas. Like they're not from our continent. Yeah. All mm. we can grow is lettuce and potatoes. It's not in here. And maybe a few berries. <laughs> <laughs> Do you get not what I mean? <laughs> Like a few random berries, yeah. but other than that, it's it's kind of like okay, because mm-hmm. our weather's rubbish, yeah, and we don't have the mm. um, what's it, the soil to, to, to facilitate produce, and yeah. produce, yeah. But it also makes shame. me think, like, obviously they're bringing over all of these fruit from other countries mm. by sea. Mm. You get what I mean? They're not flying it over; they're bringing it by sea. Mm. Where uh, like fruit naturally ripens on a field with all of the like nutrients mm. that mm-hmm, it's getting. Mm-hmm. Our fruit is actually becoming ripe on sea. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? So Do it's you know like what? I've never actually thought of it like that. Do you get what I mean? Mm. So like all the actual nutrients, it's not getting mm. what it should be getting. Yeah. So I'm Definitely. like, mm. like we say we should eat fruit, but should we actually? 
it's, it's, it's a weird, weird one yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's really because even like i was quite concerned because i think a while ago i had um i bought like green pepper mm-hmm. and i cut open the green pepper and there was one seed what kind of green pepper is that? Oh. Do you know what I mean? Like oh, one. just one. Like do you know the mm. white seed. It was just one, but usually there's quite a few. There's loads <laughs> normally. No. And I'm wondering, do I eat this thing or do I not? Because you definitely know that this was like genetically yeah, modified. Right, do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So it's a bit scary. Mm. But then saying that, all mm. of the grapes that we eat are basically genetically mm. modified. Because grapes mm. naturally have seeds. seeds in it. Yeah. Once you take a yeah, seed yeah, out, yeah, yeah. and you can get like candy floss grapes mm-hmm. if you've had those ones. Mm. Um, they're all like that's a lab. Yeah. A hundred percent. Even like I I heard one thing how you see how um, when we were younger we we're told to eat five or even now we're told to eat five fruits and vegetables. Mm-hmm. Apparently the way that things are going we're meant to eat ten hmm. because the the fruits and the veg they don't have enough nutrients in it mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it's not doing what it's meant to do in our bodies and stuff so hey god have mercy there's just so much there's like so much. research people are doing this research that research mm-hmm. so it's kind of hard you don't know what to believe but i guess the only thing that we can do on the bright side of things anyway mm-hmm. is yeah. do what we can yeah Honestly. and we're only going off what we know mm-hmm. so if what we know is you know to eat the five fruits and vegetables, yeah. go ahead and eat your five fruits and yes, vegetables. Yes. Yeah. That's all we can do. Yeah. And then, you know, we leave the rest to God. That's all we can do. You know? <laughs> it's a lot of things now. Mm-hmm. A lot of things are just, yeah. you just know. Mm. You know, like I bought an apple the other day and the sun came out for like maybe just out for half the day. It was in my car. I came back, I was like, yeah, I was on the phone to my older sister. I was like, yeah, I'm going to eat this apple. I don't know, I was so excited to eat I don't even know why I was talking to her about it. She probably think I was talking this one. And I was like, oh my God, Tony, Tony. She's like, what? I was like, the apple shrinks. Like, it literally shrinks and it like shriveled. You're it, joking. I promise you, like, shriveled. I took a picture and sent it to her. I was like, because I think I was on FaceTime to her. And I sh- showed it to her and she was just like, why does it look like that? I, just, I don't know. She's like, where did you get it from? I was like, I got it from X, Y, and Z. Kind of, and she was like, mate, I don't know if you should be going there again. But you need to tell us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where did you get so it from? <laughs> but it's not their fault, do you know what I mean? Is it an established supermarket? Yeah, it is. So you can say or no? Yeah, you can say. From Aldi. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I'm still going to go back there. Because it happened anywhere, but do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, it could be a bad batch. Yeah, yeah. I've never seen it. Like, usually when mm. Apple goes off, it's, it's meant to be like, have like black dark Dots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, yeah. One this one shriveled. Do you know reminds me of, do you know, there was one um, WhatsApp video that was going around about how they're making, like, fruit and veg, but from, like, is it plastic or something? Oh. It was one of those, you know those WhatsApp videos yeah. that yeah. your mum sends you? <laughs> yeah. But I, did, I saw that, but I didn't know whether it was fake, because someone made, like, cabbage or something. And yeah, yeah, that's it, it yeah. But then I was like, do you know when you go to, like, even um, Stratford Westfield, mm-hmm. and you go to, like, the food court? And they have the examples of what the food dish would look like. But mm. obviously it's made from that kind of like wax material. Mm. Yeah. So I'm thinking, are they doing that? But then one oh, auntie's I see now what you seen mean. that and said, ah, yeah. people are trying to poison. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know whether. I believe it, you know, because it's fake rice now. There's yeah. fake everything. Plastic rice. Literally. What I've been seeing about mm. apples, actually, specifically, is um, there was a WhatsApp video that my parents actually sent to us. And there was this lady pouring, literally just boiled hot water over an apple. And like where it was shiny and glossy, 
once you poured the water, you could see the wax literally oh, like oh, peeling off it. And you wow. could wipe the apple and you're wiping off like that sticky plastic. Oh, wow. And I was like, that is going in our bodies. Mm-hmm. Do you get what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. And you think, oh, that's a nice apple because it's shiny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, going to yeah. choose that one. It's fresh. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, it's because it's been coated in wax. And then that's once you mad. take that wax yeah. off, what does that apple look like? Oh, gosh. What is that wax doing to our bodies? Mm-hmm. Like, that's why all of these new illnesses and diseases mm-hmm. start coming mm-hmm. out because mm-hmm. people are trying to make quick money from food and all of this stuff. Yeah. yeah. There's pressures all around and it's scary. Really? It, it is. It's really scary. It is. There's someone trying to make their bread to feed their family, but then that's at the expense of someone else's health. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Hey. Question. So okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was watching What the Health on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Have you have any of you watched it? I've heard no. about it, but I haven't watched it, no. Okay, so it delves into um, literally everything. It literally talks about everything, mm. about dairy, about um, meat, about vegetables, about um, just everything that we put into our bodies. Mm. And they were saying that basically the way that things are advertised to us is because of the government and because the governments also want to fund these like top pharmaceutical companies Mm -hmm. and these pharmaceutical companies, they want you to keep having these symptoms so that they can still keep making Mm -hmm. money by Mm -hmm. like purchasing their medicines and Mm -hmm. all of these other things. And I was like, I think it's real. What do you guys think? Do you think it's just a like conspiracy theory about like the pharmaceutical companies are da da da? I believe it a hundred percent. Of course it is. If mm. I mean, if they gave a medica- like medication to someone that had no side effects, no other symptoms, and you're completely fine and healed after that, how are they going to make their money? Mm. That's the thing. Yeah, I think there's there's definitely an element of you know these pharmaceutical companies being a business. You mm-hmm. know they're mm-hmm. they're more out there to make money as mm-hmm. opposed to heal. help people heal yeah. or mm-hmm. you know give people uh, make people feel better. And mm-hmm. I think. If they were really about health, then they would focus more on prevention. But then what they do is focus more on symptoms and, you know, curing the symptoms. And literally, just as you said, even once you've, well, you think you're curing one symptom anyway, a whole leap of other symptoms are coming to be associated with that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there's, I I, I personally, I'm not a medication person. I don't really... Mm -hmm you know, mm-hmm. take medicine unless like I'm on my deathbed. Mm-hmm. Even, you know, time of the month, that pain, mm-hmm. I even like some on the first few days I get my pain really, really bad, even yeah. to the point where sometimes I'm even like vomiting. I know too much information, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. <laughs> even then I still don't take medication because mm-hmm. you don't know what's in it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. In my personal opinion, I think we have the natural resources, whether it's the food that we eat, that is you know, even questionable now anyway. Yeah. Um, you know, the things that we can do to help our bodies heal. And our bodies have like are made in a way where it can heal itself in the mm-hmm. right conditions, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So um I think I don't know, we just need to be quite wary of that. And with these pharmaceutical companies, the only way that like that whole business element can be stopped is if people did not buy from them. But yeah. then the way that the world is, people want a quick fix, quick fix. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So the likelihood of, you know, people not buying from them anymore mm-hmm. is very, very low. And they're going to still continue to make that money. So I just think it's through 
awareness where people mm-hmm. can you know focus more on the prevention side of things and looking after themselves mm-hmm. so then that prevents them from going to get medication in the first place mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah i agree with you and i also think that our not even just our generation but like the era that we're in now is kind of looking back to more holistic methods of mm-hmm. treating yourself so i think like before it was we wanted medicine to kind of progress to a point where we could cure all of these things and now we've got to that point where even paracetamol and ibuprofen like doctors are telling you like it may not work because you've taken too much of it in your exactly life. yeah and i'm like i do not want to get to that point yeah where i'm ill and i actually need to take ibuprofen yeah it's not working on exactly me. yeah so i think people are hearing all of these things and they're like okay we need to go back to basic what was not even our ancestors, what were people doing before we even had medicine, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. What herbs can we naturally mm-hmm. use? Mm-hmm. What, what essential oils can we use? Because mm. everything was placed on this earth for a reason. Mm-hmm. That's right. And I feel like, and it's kind of like, if you're in the wild, like, if you get stung by stinging nettles, you have the dock leaves right next to it mm-hmm. to cure mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like that, where the world that we live in, it naturally has those, yeah, like, definitely. the remedies to help yeah. with everything. Yeah. Just, we're eating too much trash yeah. I think that's what it is whatever you put in your body is what, mm. you what you get out of it that's the thing yeah and literally just rightly as you said there's herbs that can help you heal there's foods that mm-hmm. can you know help you heal as well recently mm-hmm. I went to a um, it was a holistic health lecture mm-hmm. and they were talking about like the benefits of what you know different types of things can do so like what ginger's good for mm-hmm. turmeric mm-hmm. Um, you know black pepper all of those things and it's these are things that, you know, we have quite, we, we can access them, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's not hard to get hold of, it's just basic things that can help us heal, but then rather than doing that to, you know, cure our cold, to get ginger, garlic, mm-hmm. lemon to cure your cold, we're going to, what's it? Um, do, the, <laughs> exactly, day and nightness. <laughs> That's true. And you don't know what's in it, do you know you what I mean? Know. You don't know what, what these people have put that inside it. Works, it will work for you. I'm not yeah. saying that it's not going to work. It will work, but yeah, what but is in long it? Term, what is long it? term. Exactly. Longevity. Do you know, mm. that, that, that's what we want to promote. You 100%. Know, Everything's mm. going to hit your body. It's mm-hmm. going to take a toll on your body as well. Mm. So. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, guys. <laughs> I was going to throw something, but I was thinking, nope. No, go no, for it. it. Go on, go on. Do like, it, do it. I feel like there has been a lot of people trying to raise awareness of, like, the holistic approach there's there's things that have had like people have had cancers and they've got healed from it they've had loads of different things and they've been healed from it mm. through certain people so for example we have dr sebi mm. unfortunately dr sebi randomly like passed away mm. i feel like it any ev- of course i have my theories <laughs> do you know what i mean but i feel like everyone that kind of anyone that kind of comes out and then says okay do you know what i've got this i've got that to help people mm. i've killed this i've got that i've this proof of it you don't hear from them again mm. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? No, so I get what it's, you mean. It's, it's th- there's people out there trying to raise their awareness, but then they always have to protect themselves because these mm. companies, don't, they don't play games. Mm. Yeah. <clears throat> and I that's why I say that it's a government conspiracy. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like even with like cancer and stuff like that, they have the cure. You think? I think, I think mm-hmm. they 100% they have it. They have a cure for everything. But they want mm. to keep it down because if you think about it, when it comes to um, cancer research as a charity, how much money are they making each year? They're bringing in mills. Yeah. Yeah. Like, people do races. People, like, do fundraising events for them. Do you get mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. They make cake. Like, 
it's it's mad. Do you get mm. what I mean? They don't want to lose out on that. Yeah. If everyone now has a cure, what what is that whole corporation going to do? Mm, so exactly. although they want to help people who were going through that testing time, I feel like they're also like their business. Mm-hmm. And cancer right now is bringing them in loads of money, mm. loads, loads, like loads millions. So yeah, you don't want to lose out on that check. But it's, it's actually quite sad because there are actually people suffering who need mm-hmm. that cure. I don't know. I just feel like we have the cure. How can we not have a cure mm. for it? Do you get what but I mean? But it's really expensive as well. So, like, there's things that I've been reading, like, even around cancer and, like, cures for it. And maybe a pill might cost, just a trial pill might cost thousands. Mm-hmm. How many people are really going to afford that? Mm. Just to play, like, devil's advocate, mm-hmm. um, I... Like, I agree with what you guys are saying. Mm-hmm. But then what about, you know, some of the the richest people in this world who are, like, they've got the money to mm-hmm. afford. Let's just say they've got the money to afford, you know, these treatments that, um, like, for cancer, let's just use that as an example. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like with those people that do have the money, if there was a cure, they wouldn't, they probably would have, you know, got access to it? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Or do you think they do have access to it? Hmm. This is when I think the theories get deep now. <laughs> Let me be honest with you, yeah. Money cannot buy... It can buy good, good. what's it called, let's say, healthcare. medical health care, yeah. but it can't buy health. I don't know if I'm making sense. And I know it looks like I'm contradicting what we're kind of saying, but I feel like, okay, you can go to... People that have money can go to private hospitals. They may get better healthcare. They might live, lo- live longer if they ha- do have cancer. So, for example, if someone has, let's say, I don't know, a flu, and the f- they say, oh, you're going to live only, like, two years of it, where a rich person goes to a private hospital, they can probably live, like, six years of it. That's what I personally think. I feel like the Queen's husband should have been dead a long time ago, <laughs> but he's still al- alive and kicking. Mercy. Do you know what I mean? He's still alive and, ki- he's still alive and kicking. So I feel like... I get what you're saying, mm. but at the same time, I'm sure there's stories out there of people that have had that we just don't know. Mm. Okay. It could be, do you know what I mean? There's people out there, I'm sure there's really extra, the bourgeoisies, the richest, richest people that have had issues, had health issues, concerns, gone to hospital and they're, they're sorted. They've, mm. they've, they've had that social pill that, do you know what I mean? They can afford it, but we don't know. These are things that we will never know. They ain't mm. gonna put it on the newspaper and say, oh, by the way, this man, this millionaire or tycoon. Mm. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I, I don't know. But I also feel like, with obviously being in that kind of like rich upper percentile, mm. you're not only are you available to having like these treatments or these medicines that aren't just off the shelf, but even them paying the money, there's an element of risk. So I feel like if you are paying that money for it, they wouldn't have tested it on a lot of people so there is a risk that it could fail oh okay i see what you mean do you get what i mean so i feel like they'll be like okay like it's gonna cost you 10 million dollars but there is a chance that it may not work do you Mm -hmm. get what i mean Mm -hmm. but it's like but you're rich enough you can you can make that risk you can say do you know what it's okay Mm -hmm. i'll pay that 10 mil because i want to i want to try and better my my health myself you get what I mean? Mm-hmm. And there's yeah. even like some stuff about around HIV and rich people being like cured from HIV through like mm. tablets or I don't know how true it is, but I've heard some mm. stories around that. So and I know. also feel that clinical trials are kept very secret, or should I say secretly? So um, 
I used to work for a pharmaceutical company mm-hmm. and especially with some of the clinical trials, it's like, it's literally, you have to fit into a certain criteria even to be in that pool to, do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. To get that treatment. So it's like, if you if you don't tick all of these boxes, we can't even try to put you onto like this treatment. And even okay. then, it's, do you have the money to be within this clinical trial? Because it may be only like 12 people who can be on like be in that actual trial and it may be like 10k yeah. each mm-hmm. so. mm. i hear that it's an interesting one very interesting one yeah only god knows one. boy honestly only mm. god knows what's going on Trust yeah me. but yes that was a <laughs> serious topic for you <laughs> <laughs> wow that's a whole podcast you <laughs> didn't even mean to do that <laughs> um but yeah so back to the matter Vanessa, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do, if you don't mind sharing? Sure, sure, sure. So um, thank you for that introduction. (laughs) Um, So I'm a psychological therapist um, and I'm also the founder of an organisation called Inside Out UK. (laughs) So um, essentially, if I just start off with my um, psychological therapist role, so Mm -hmm. I work in an NHS service which provides um, free psychological support for people who are um, experiencing common mental health difficulties. So I do that part time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also run Inside Out UK. So that's based on providing mental health education for young people using creativity. Mm-hmm. So we hold creative events and creative workshops. Mm-hmm. So this year, actually, we um, are doing monthly workshops and so monthly wellbeing Amazing. workshops. Yeah. And that's based on the feedback that we've received over the few, last few years with people wanting more regular you know mm-hmm. workshops because usually what we did was have an event here an event there have a few events but people wanted things mm-hmm. in between so mm-hmm. um you know they asked we listened mm-hmm. and we're providing so Amazing. that's going to kick off at the end of this month okay. um and yeah we're going to go through lots of different topics within well-being itself i think the idea behind it anyway is to help people manage and also optimize their well-being mm-hmm. and the emphasis is on prevention and early intervention Excellent. because i'm a strong believer that prevention is better than cure, cure. Yeah. i'm sure a lot of people will agree as well yeah. and i think mental health education is something that is the foundation of everything that we do you know mm, literally yeah. everything that we do i don't care what you say everything it that is. we do yeah so having that foundation you know it it, is important and learning that from you know a young age is important Mm -hmm. as well those of us who may not have had that opportunity to learn from a young age as well you know learning at any stage is still important you know what i mean it's it's like financial literacy Mm -hmm. um they didn't teach us it in school but we're still learning anyway do you know what i mean so yeah it's something that i'm really passionate about i think my main priority my main aim i think my calling in life anyway is to help people improve their quality of life Mm because you know this life that we have there's only one of it i know it sounds so cheesy right now but you know it's true I feel like we need to make the most out of our lives. And the only way that we can make the most of our lives is by looking after our well-being. Because then that foundation helps us to be successful. If you're not mm-hmm. looking after your well-being, you can do everything that you want. But 
you know yeah there's no um you know if you don't have good health yeah. how can you enjoy good wealth Literally. exactly yeah so I agree with you. Totally on that. mm-hmm. that's me sounds amazing <laughs> you're doing such a good job and yeah Thank like, you. When you do have like your shows, I know, I think I saw one. I don't see the date though. Yeah, so I've got one. Yeah, I think I coming saw up. it actually on Instagram. Okay. It's yeah. an Instagram post. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, correct me if I'm wrong, it's like 30th? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 30th of um, January, so 30th of this month, which is okay. the last Thursday of the month. So the plan is to hold these workshops on the last Thursday of every month. Yeah. Um, and we're going to be touching on some, you know, interesting topics. Yeah. So with the next one coming up, um, the one at the end of this month, this one's about improving your mood and breaking that cycle of procrastination. And that's something that everyone, everyone struggles with. Like yeah. even I, I've struggled with it as well but i think there's certain things i think now that over time that knowledge and understanding of how the brain works mm-hmm. how we function as people that self-awareness yes that can help you achieve your goals do you know what i mean that's yeah. that's what's gonna take you that step further towards reaching any of your goals and being successful whatever successful or whatever success means to you anyway yeah, yeah. Thank you very much for that, That's Vanessa. Really very insightful. Guys, Vanessa is so insightful, <laughs> so knowledgeable. I that. So we'll be coming along to your work- workshop. Honestly. How do yeah, we kind of like get tickets? Is it done through like Eventbrite or anything? Something? So um, we're not using Eventbrite, but mm-hmm. we're using our website. Okay. So oh, yeah, if you go on our website, it's mm-hmm. Um Yeah, click on upcoming workshops and then all the information is there. Okay, Perfect. brilliant. You'll see us there. Yeah, yeah it's come. It's very inspirational come, come, come. Well, that you're, like, in terms of the company as well, that Inside mm. Out is giving back to people who actually need it and people who are wanting to educate themselves about mental mm-hmm. health. Yeah. So I feel like it was kind of taboo to talk about at a point, mm-hmm. yeah. um, especially within the black culture. Now it's mm. becoming something that's just in conversation, especially mm-hmm. with black males. Yeah. Well. It's like something that they feel more open to talk about with like mm-hmm. aunties and uncles who, mm-hmm. for them, like mental health is kind of like, what is that? You just pound mm-hmm. through it. You just mm-hmm. get through the situation. Yeah. I think our generation is really understanding. Like, Definitely. You mm-hmm. need to take care of your mental. Yeah. You mm-hmm. can't just be like rock hard and mm-hmm. just power through it because mm-hmm. it's still there you haven't still dealt there. with it yeah no definitely and i guess you're kind of like filling the gap as well because in school primary school secondary school mm-hmm. even a levels they don't touch on mental health unless you studied psychology, unless you studied psychology. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and even when you go to uni they say oh like um there's counseling here they're supporting you're thinking oh i don't really need that mm-hmm. because you haven't been, you haven't understood Mm-hmm. why counselling has been put in place or why therapy has been put in place mm-hmm. no one understands those, those things so I think it's nice that you've kind of filled in that gap that's needed mm. that educational yeah. gap which yeah. I mean this is not there at all mm-hmm. teaching us about sex sex education in year every six Friday. <laughs> every Friday every Friday Lord have mercy we're not about mental health <laughs> you know I think the thing that's yeah. going to kind of take you through life so yeah. amazing again Vanessa I'm really well done yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. It's, it's needed. Yeah, it's definitely mm-hmm. needed. And I think um, my way of doing things as well is not just like the classroom teacher method, yeah. but bringing a whole creative element into it. Yeah. I think that makes a huge difference definitely. because it takes the learning experience to a different level. You're not mm-hmm. just, you know, um, 
you're not just being taught something, mm -hmm. you're being educated. Yes. And there's a huge difference between being taught something and being educated, yeah. you know what I mean? And I think, you know, people learn in different ways and that's why we try to do various things. So for instance, some people will learn um, better in those more intimate settings with those monthly workshops and that's what we want to try and create mm -hmm. whereas with our bigger events like our music events or theatre productions yeah. with stuff like that mm -hmm. um, you know people might learn better through the arts and performing arts and I yeah. think those two things performing arts and mental health those are the areas that I'm really passionate about so mm -hmm. the fact that yeah. I have the opportunity anyway to put those two things together yeah. Like, yeah, I, I found my calling. Really? I found my calling. Yeah. <laughs> really Would good. you ever venture into, I guess, the corporate world? So I feel like the corporate world really needs it. Like, because <laughs> everyone, like, you can get on a train and you look around and everyone is frowning their face. Yeah. No one is smiling. Do you get what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it may not be that they're unhappy or they're going through an issue, but I feel mm. like just being in that kind of corporate, like, working nine to five, do you get what I mean? Mm. Um, I feel like a lot of employees need it. Mm -hmm. And sometimes companies don't actually support them. Mm -hmm. um, it's something that you either find outside yeah. of work. Um, it's not kind of integrated into how it affects your day-to-day -day mm -hmm. and everything. So yeah. I feel like that would be good to like do workshops yeah. for yeah. companies as well. So as part of the model of Inside mm -hmm. Out, so we're a social enterprise. Mm -hmm. So as well as doing workshops for young people, I think my main target audience are the young people. Yeah. Um, in order to fund what we're doing as well, we mm -hmm. do workshops in workplaces. Okay, that's yeah. good. Yeah, right. so um, we've worked with a few obviously there's more work to be done yeah. and you're definitely right in saying that like it's something that's needed in the workplace mm -hmm. having that conversation and i think now we've gone beyond the point of having a conversation we've been talking for too long now yeah. it's about taking action and learning those practical tools and applying those tools in real life yeah, definitely. so yeah that's that's where yeah. i would like to come in anyway mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah okay love that love it <laughs> literally but yeah so i guess what we can kind of talk about first is like own experiences with mental health anything that you feel comfortable sharing i'm not yeah. trying to put you on the spot here no, that's it's, fine. Just, it's a conversation yeah. for all <laughs> of yeah, us yeah 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 open conversation for all of us so yeah. yeah i think that's that'll be the best place to start before we kind of go into what we have planned and the different like kind of topics okay. slash mm. debates that sure we have planned for today as well yeah okay yeah yeah um in terms of my own experiences so this even will come full circle um once i explain in terms of like why i'm doing inside out in the first place mm -hmm. so um when i was 17 I had someone who was quite close to me who was going through, at that time I didn't know, was mental health difficulties. Mm -hmm. um, and it got to the point where that person actually, um, we, we were having a conversation, we were talking, and then we got into a little bit of a disagreement. Mm -hmm. And after that disagreement, it got quite heated and they actually said they were going to end their lives. So at that time we were near like a... Um, there was, it was like a motorway, like bridge kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And what happened was like the person was in their moment, they were quite distressed mm -hmm. and they were running towards a bridge. And I was actually chasing them. I was like oh. running behind them. Yeah. And obviously the person was quite faster than me, but I'm running as fast as I can to try and catch up with them, to try and stop them. Mm -hmm. And I knew I couldn't keep up. There was a big gap between us. 
So like the only thing that I knew to do was pick up my phone, call the police. Mm-hmm. So call the police now, they said, okay, like ask me to describe what was going on, what the person looked like, where I was, did all of that. Um, so um, the person keeps on running, I'm running behind them. We actually get to the bridge um, and then the person actually puts their leg over. Like, you know, one of those bridges, when you're on the motorway, you've got the bridge. Yes. Yeah. So then, like, if you was to, God forbid, jump off, you will fall onto the motorway. Yeah. Oh my God. And then, like, because the cars are going so fast, yeah. it will definitely run you over. Yeah. And the chances of you surviving yeah. are yeah. very minimal. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, Paddy's leg over and everything and like i didn't know what to do i was like because the person was telling me to like stay away otherwise they're gonna do it and i was in a really awkward position so someone was actually walking past and as that person was walking past um person took his leg like he took his leg off Mm -hmm. the bridge um and then literally just standing there whilst they walked past but then i think they could tell that something wasn't right so i'm under the impression i don't know to this day but i'm under the impression that they probably called the police again to and and that may have quickened up the response from them so shortly after police came and was like oh what's going on what's going on um and the person told me he told me not to call the police otherwise he would jump but then i had to i did because i didn't know what to do um and then as we were standing there, the police approached and was like, okay, what's going on? Um, is everything okay? And then this guy started smiling, like, oh yeah, everything's fine. Nothing's wrong, we're okay, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And then just went back to normal um, in the sense where like the police just went and like, well, they escorted us off the bridge. Mm-hmm. Police went and then like, he pretended like nothing had happened and I was sort of like a crazy person in that sense anyway. Um, so things did die down and um, the next day the police called me to ask what was going on. Yeah. Was everything okay now? And because things had calmed down, I was like, yeah, things are okay. And then that was that. Okay. So I think that was one of the main... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Main triggers, Mm -hmm. catalysts, Mm -hmm. yeah, um, that led me to feel quite anxious. Mm -hmm. Um, I was also quite Mm self-conscious about myself as well because with the relationship that I had with that person, Mm -hmm. um, it was was quite toxic in a way. So Mm -hmm. I felt it was my fault that Mm -hmm. he was doing that and I blamed myself. I was being blamed anyway. there were times where he would actually self-harm in front of me um, whilst on FaceTime. Um, and I said, yeah, I'm going to tell someone. So I'm going to tell your mom about it mm-hmm. and everything. And he's like, no, nah, if you do, then I'm going to cut deeper. Like, yeah. I just yeah. felt on edge, do you know what yeah, I mean? Of um, but fast forward anyway, things did. I think he got the help that he needed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I just still had those anxieties. Like mm-hmm. I'd felt 
I always felt that things might were my fault. I didn't. I wasn't really confident with myself. Mm-hmm. Um, lack of self worth. I felt quite hopeless and helpless because I actually did want to help, mm-hmm. but the thing is, I didn't know what to do. Of course. Um, and I didn't know what mental health was. Mm-hmm. No one had spoken to me about this mental health thing. Mm-hmm. Like I was just in a really awkward position. But yeah. long story short, anyway, that did make me quite. I felt. Um, I think I had some um, traits of social anxiety, mm-hmm. generalized anxiety, that kind of thing, like moments of low mood, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was that. And then obviously some, also some pressures from home as well. So I grew up in a single parent household mm-hmm. with just me, my mom and my brother, council estate, East London, you know the story. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. how it goes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, so pressures of that. Um, pressures of, you know, mom's come over to this country. She wants to us to do well. Yeah. Um, pressure on me, like, to actually achieve. So I, I developed yeah. this overachieving addiction. So mm-hmm. I'll get the A, but then, no, I need the A star. You know how yeah. it goes. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm always doing something. So if, if you look back at my history of achievements yeah. on paper you're like wow like Vanessa's doing bits yeah. mm-hmm. but it was fueled by this addiction of wanting to always do better wanting to always like mm-hmm. prove to myself that I'm you know good at that's something yeah, yeah that sort of self-worth thing mm-hmm. um and that's that's how it all started I guess and that's sort of fed into my adulthood anyway mm-hmm. but then people I'm I was so good at hiding things. Like no one would know that I get socially anxious. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's only because now I know how to manage it. Yeah. Yeah. So I think over time I've learned how to manage it. And I think um as I said it all comes back full circle. The reason why I'm doing what I'm doing today is because there's people in those positions where they don't know what to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So knowing what to do is helpful. They don't know how to manage it. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that education is helpful as well. Definitely. Um, and not only just for yourself, but also for other people who are going through it yeah. and other people around you. Yeah. That was a really long story, but wow, no, it so was interesting. It was literally, <laughs> that, like, long story short, yeah. You just don't know people's story until like, you tell you. Yeah, you, know, you don't, actually don't yeah. know. Because I wouldn't have thought that at all. <laughs> no, of course. But of it's, course. It's, that's so, so powerful, mm-hmm. the story, the message behind it. Yeah. And the fact that you use that, that experience and mm. other things that's happened around you to kind of want to, yeah. to do what you're doing now is very touching mm-hmm. on its own. Like, no, yeah, I appreciate was, that. She yeah. was <laughs> no, it's true. Yeah, that story was that. very touching. And yeah. I feel like there may be other people listening who mm-hmm. are maybe in the same situation. Mm. Like, I always feel like we go through things not not for ourselves it's god trying to tell you that mm-hmm. i'm going to put you through this because i know mm-hmm. you can go through it mm-hmm. and you're going to help someone else who yeah. is going through it or mm-hmm. is going to go through it yeah Do you know what I mean? yeah Definitely. so i feel like even with that like that is a testimony in itself 100 percent. yeah and um i guess it's just to encourage other people like mm-hmm. you're going through it you may feel alone but you're not alone yeah like there's always someone you can talk to. Mm-hmm. There's always someone who can support. Yeah. Awesome. And literally, just as you said, it's character building in a way, mm-hmm. like, without yeah. you knowing. But I, I literally, just as you said, like, God will put you in a... So I, I believe in God and everything, um, despite being a mental health professional, which is quite mm-hmm. rare, but, you know, yeah. we yeah. still do it we anyway. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, what am I saying? Yeah, so I feel like God knows the plans that he has for you mm-hmm. and 
he puts you i think with the perception of what christianity is sometimes we tend to think that oh okay when i become a a believer in god everything's Mm. gonna be rosy smooth (laughs) etc but then god will put you in a position where you need to make sense of it like Mm -hmm. in and the the lesson is there in itself it's not with what x y and z is going to give to you it's about mm-hmm. what you can make out, out of that of situation mm-hmm. yeah. and you have to make it make sense do you yeah. know what i mean and once you make it make sense that's where you're able to grow yeah. through yeah. being comfortable with the uncomfortable mm-hmm. and it takes faith though it does it does, mm-hmm. it like does. It really test your faith yeah in those situations you're you're not seeing security you're not seeing any mm-hmm. big comfort you're thinking how am I going to get through this? Like, mm. what is even going on? Mm. So I feel like even in those situations, it's not only is it character building, but it's it's building your faith. Mm-hmm. So that, yeah. Because I feel like when something hits you and you get through it, God's like, okay, cool, 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 mm. cool. You can deal with that one, okay? Because mm. there's another <laughs> one coming yeah. and it's a bit bigger. <laughs> Do you get what I mean? Yeah. But each time it's building your faith so that, your next trial is going to be bigger. It's mm. going to be a bigger test. You get yeah. what I mean? Mm. So that for that time when it does hit you, you have that strength. You have that courage. And mm-hmm. say, do you know what? God saw me through that one. So he'll definitely see me exactly. through yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And I think another reason why it's happening is so that, because most of the time, what tends to happen is when things are going well, we're mm. leaning on our own understanding. Mm-hmm. But then in those difficult times, like, God is saying, baby girl, you better hold on. Yeah. Like, <laughs> hold on and <laughs> lean on me. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. And I will take you through this. Yeah. Acknowledge me and I'll take you I'll through take this. You through yeah. But then what tends to happen is, like, we lose sight of that and think, oh, why is God doing this? Mm. Where he's actually, like, he's planting a seed in you. Mm. But it's just about, as you said, having that faith and holding on. Holding yeah. on. And there's, like, so many examples in the Bible as well. I talk about Job. Mm-hmm. My man oh. went through it. Yeah, I, yeah, it yeah. Was like everything. Everything. Yeah. When I hear that song, I'm just thinking, I don't know how someone can still be standing mm. and still be praying to God mm. after experiencing such... Mm-hmm. That's trauma. That's PTSD. That, that's um, everything tied in one. That's <laughs> depression, anxiety. I said, how? Mm. And then my mum said to me, she said something like, that kind of resonated with me. And she said, Every, if God was to tell you, okay, I want to do this for you, but you're going to go through that and that, that you're going to say, I don't want that. Mm. Because you don't want to go through it. Mm-hmm. But he puts you through these That's situations. True. So through the trials and the tribulations that you go through, there's always joy at the end. Mm-hmm. However, some people, like you said, lose sight. Mm-hmm. They don't know that that's, that's where God is taking them mm-hmm. to. And unfortunately, they don't make it to mm-hmm. that goal point. But you have to. It's part of life. So you have to go through the It's the cycle things. of life. Yeah. Like you go through pl- pain. Like there's a quote which says, um, I forgot who it's by. But it's it's like a um, a maths sum. So it goes pain mm-hmm. plus reflection mm-hmm. yeah. equals growth. Okay. Wow. Do you know what I mean? Wow. And and that's the cycle of life. It is. Whether you like it or not, these bad things are gonna happen. So it's just you better change your perception of it now. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. And change your approach of it because it's, go, it's going yeah. to happen. It's going to happen. I think that I don't know whether it's us in the like twenty first century, should I say, but we always think of the end goal rather mm. than the process. Mm-hmm. And I feel like God does a lot of things and it's not about the end goal, it's about the process mm-hmm. and how you're being shaped in between. Do you mm-hmm. get what I mean? Because, mm-hmm. and I even like, I have to keep reminding myself this. I'm like, okay, like this is my end goal. This is where I want to be in mm. five years, in 10 years. And I have to remind myself, do you know what? It's not about getting there. It's about 
how I get there. It's mm. about the integrity. It's about the relationship I have with God whilst I get there. Mm-hmm. So I feel like in everything, like we lose sight of the whole process and think, I just want to get to that goal. I want to get to that mm-hmm. position or that point in my life where everything's good. But it's there's a whole process that shapes you yeah, and that yeah, matures yeah. you. Yeah. And it's like, it's basically like we're all Christians here. Like, mm being that clay in God's hand, mm. letting God shape You're you. You're preaching now. God is shaping you each time mm-hmm. you go through something. And we always pray, like, make me in your image, make me more mm-hmm. like you. Mm-hmm. We're praying that, he's going to do it. Do you get what I mean? Exactly. It's just that it feels uncomfortable to mm-hmm. us. But that's what happens. Do you know what? Even what you said, it reminds me of the prayer. Do you know when people pray, like, Lord, help me to grow. Lord, help me to develop. Yeah. Do you know what you're praying for? You're praying to go through that pain. pain yeah. yeah, growing pains is real. Exactly. We get, we get it in the physical. Mm-hmm. Do you get what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it makes you feel weak. Honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's even, like, do you know when people, like, okay, for example, we go through situations. We don't want to go through them. We just want to get that get to the end, like you guys mm. have been saying. And then when you get to when God puts you in that pose, you don't even know what you're doing because you haven't gone through. What you you don't even want it anymore. You don't want it anymore <laughs> because you haven't gone through what you meant to go through before yeah. you get that joy. Mm-hmm. So for example, when people in the lottery, a lot of people don't mm. know how to handle the money and guess what mm-hmm. happens? It goes, it finishes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. if you know what it means to be broke, yeah, Honestly. and you know what it means to, <laughs> to, 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 to be eating bread, just bread every day, mm. yeah, then you will know when you have money to manage it better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Example, rich people, so not all of them, but some of them have never experienced what it feels like to be broke or mm-hmm. what it feels like to not have anything. So when they're living their best life and things come crashing down, it's like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. I literally, yeah. it reminds me that they, they were born with like a silver spoon in their mouth so they don't know how mm-hmm. to handle mm-hmm. our life situations. Like, not, mm-hmm. I'm not talking for every rich person, by the way, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I just, yeah. example, sorry for generalising, but mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? So those are the kind of things that I it's think definitely. of when I'm thinking it's... It's like handling money, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like if you can't handle a hundred pound, how are you going to handle a thousand pounds? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's the same, like, the same perception goes yeah. for that. The way life is, things will happen on level one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you complete level one, then you go to level off to two. level two, do you know what I mean? Definitely. And it's just been resistant yeah. throughout. Well, I wouldn't even use the word resistant. I would say leaning on what you're, you know, what you find strength in. Mm-hmm. So for me, it sounds like for us, something that we have in common is that we're leaning on our faith. Okay, yeah. For other people that might be leaning on, I don't know, meditation or mm-hmm. music mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. Yeah. something like that. But whatever your strength is, you better go find it. <laughs> find your peace. Yeah. Do, do you feel like people use it as an excuse sometimes? So do you know like when you hear people say, oh, I can't, I'm feeling really low today. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. Obviously, I I, I, I have the background knowledge as to why people would <laughs> like that. But do you know sometimes people are like, oh, they're always using it as an excuse, man. Every day, every day, blah, 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 blah. Do you guys think people use mental health and excuse not to do things or not to like make, <laughs> I don't know, get out, get up in the mornings? I think yes and no. Like, okay. sometimes, like, with everything, it's in moderation, do you get what I mean? You can mm-hmm. overdo it, you can milk it and be like, oh, I don't, <laughs> I don't want to do anything today because da 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 But you, in yourself, you know that you could have done it, do you get what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's down to you as an individual knowing that you're milking it. But I feel like if you genuinely check in with yourself and you say, like, I cannot do this, then don't do it. Do not force yourself to do it. Mm-hmm. And, like, even for me, I do it for everything. Even for nights out, like... If we're about to go out and I'm like, do you know what, guys? Mm-hmm. I'm tapping out of this one. Mm. Like, 
mm. my body is telling me no. Mm. Like, I'm not going to now force myself mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. push, like, do you get what I mean? Push myself out of that comfort zone. Mm. It's like, okay, guys, like, I just need to sleep. Like, <laughs> I, need yeah. to, I need to rest my mind, my body, my soul, mm-hmm. everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, need to, you need to be able to understand and listen to your own body mm-hmm. and know when you're pushing it to the edge. Mm. But again, like, if you're doing something just to take the mick and be like, I'm not going to do anything ever again because mm. of X, Y, and Z. <laughs> no, but you get what I mean? Yeah. Like, some people can milk it and they lean on it mm. and that becomes their... It's, they've given themselves their own crutch. Do you get what I mean? Instead of saying, like, do you know what? I still can do it. Like, I don't feel my best, but I can still do it. Mm. Do you get what I mean? Mm-hmm. I feel like it's hard. It's a great area. Yeah. It's a yeah. bit different. Yeah, it's it's a sticky one still. Sticky one. <laughs> sticky, still. sticky. Um, I agree with you. I definitely agree with what you said. Um, it's, it's individual. It's, um, you know, it's individual to the person. Like, um, yeah. it depends on them and what they're going through. I think one thing that I'm a believer in is listening to your emotions. So, yeah. li- rightly, as you said, um, if it's the case where you don't feel or you feel sad, mm. acknowledge it. If you feel happy, acknowledge it. Yeah. If you feel angry, acknowledge it as well. I think something Honestly. that we do a lot of, not just within our generation, mm. like within our parents and their parents and parents, etc. One thing we do a lot of is suppress how we're feeling. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. then that, especially within our community, what then happens is we're suppressing, suppressing, pr- suppressing. Everyone has a threshold. And then eventually all you see is boom, we're on the severe end of the scale because we mm-hmm. haven't used, mm-hmm. yeah, um, you know, we haven't taken things into precaution and yeah. stuff. So yeah. um, I think there's, there's definitely that element of listening to how you feel, mm-hmm. listening to your emotions. I think I see emotions as like an alarm or something that's alerting you yeah. of, or, or your body and your it's mind scary. alerting you of action that needs to be taken. Mm-hmm. So for instance, if you're feeling sad, you know that, okay, there's something that is wrong. There's something that mm-hmm. I need to fix. Perhaps I need to change how I'm treating myself. Mm-hmm. It's sort of like a, a, a cry for health, help, help. not yeah. even help, yeah. health. Yeah, help. <laughs> yeah. A cry true. for health. Self-health. Yeah, yeah. It, it's a cry for um, health. Um, so there's that element of it and then the the other element of it i think is that people tend to underestimate what they're capable of Mm -hmm. so then they'll be using excuses Mm -hmm. and i cannot come and tell you that you're faking it or you're using excuses you and god know whether you're using excuses or not Mm -hmm. so i don't think i'm ever in a place or position for like to tell someone that like Mm -hmm. what you're experiencing is not valid Mm -hmm. my experience of sadness will be different to your experience of sadness definitely my difference of um what's it anxiety will be different to your experience of anxiety Mm -hmm. what i can take you might not be able to take what you can take i can't take take, do you know what i mean so yeah i I, i'm no one to discredit how you're feeling Mm -hmm. if you want to carry on with excuses that's your own personal <laughs> development. That, that's your own. That's it. It's, your own it's your own guilt. <laughs> <laughs> it's your own. <laughs> I can try my best to help you, but you know, we can all try and help each other. Yeah. Yeah. But if you yourself are not seeing it, you then, know, then, then 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 we have problems. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true, boy. It's actually true, and that, that goes that kind of ties in with like, I guess, mental health within our community. Mm. Mm. 
it's something that again like you guys i think what you said it earlier is a taboo to speak about it what yeah. say to an african parent Mm. mental yeah. words please or mm. you don't, don't, judge. Don't, put it, don't put it on your record or don't do it yeah it's always you hear that record thing and it can that gives and it's only can give you anxiety mm-hmm. do you know what i mean but um yeah so what, what you guys what, what's your thoughts on mental health in our community i have my own yeah <laughs> i think we should all go right because yeah do you want me? Yeah. Okay. She wants to drink water. Vanessa wants to drink water. <laughs> <laughs> Vanessa has tried, man. I've been finished my own drink and I haven't, I haven't said a word. Talk it, talk it, talk it. <laughs> you need to recharge. It's okay. Let me sip small. <laughs> okay, Chin, you go. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so, mental health in our culture. Yeah. We've come a very, very long way. So, credit to us. Also, you're both taking water breaks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, but we've um, there's been a lot of growth, but I feel like um, how we were brought up again, it's not our parents' fault because they they were brought up the same way. Their mm-hmm. parents, parents were brought up the same way. Slavery kicks into it as well. You're you're taught to be tough and to just get on with things, and that means just just get on with it. Mm-hmm. You're taught to go to church on Sunday, pray about it to God, cry about it to God, and everyone gets on with it. Yeah. Move just on. Just it. keep moving and don't stop. Mm-hmm. And that's what it is. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But I feel like um, we're in a better space because people are more aware. And I feel like out of everyone, I feel like the black com- black males have suffered a lot within this whole kind yeah. of because they're dealing with not only are they dealing with okay, um, get on with things. It's you're a man. Of, you're the man of the house. You're going to be the man of the house. You have to take care of your family. You're not allowed to cry. You're not. There's so much you're not allowed to do. There's so much rules that we put in place for us. I think yes, and I'll, no. I'll talk about it on my phone. Okay, fair yeah. enough. Mm-hmm. So there's so, much, there's so much rules that we put in place within our community in, itse- in itself yeah. that's kind of had an impact on, I don't know, like our views of mental health. So yeah. again, I'll talk about, I'm not saying that black males are going through, they've gone through so much with mm-hmm. black females. No, I feel like we can access our emotions better yeah. because we are females, mm-hmm. hormones, all of those things. Yeah. Whereas with black males, it's just of, eh, you can't cry, you're a man, yeah. you're a man. You're Stay this. strong. You're a man. So when they, when they feel like their mental health is deteriorating, it's like, oh my gosh, that is another added anxiety because you're not allowed to crack. Yeah. So it becomes mm. a whole vicious cycle. That's my own views anyway. I feel like we're getting somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More aware, yeah. But mm. it all stems from slavery. It stems from... The, the root is slavery. Yeah. That's the root. And I'm going to stick by it. I don't care what anyone says. And white says. supremacy. And but supremacy. Yeah. It is. Let's not go, go there. there. <laughs> yeah, and but we're going to go there on my <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So <laughs> slavery is the root. And people like to say, oh, black people like to use... Oh, like, even our own black people in the community like to say, oh, we use slavery as an, as an excuse. No, it's not an excuse. It is the cause for why our parents, 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 parents are were like that and why mm. we're now kind of like that. Do you know what I mean? Because we're getting mm. better at it. And there's another point that I had that kind of slipped. And it also, the pressures of you have to achieve because mm. you're you're um, at the bottom of the, the food chain. Yeah. You're black, you're female. Mm. There's so much else yeah. against you. You're going to have to achieve. So you're putting another extra pressure on yourself. Anxiety mm. kicks in. When you're not achieving it, anxiety, depression kicks in. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's a mad cycle. It is. It's a vicious cycle. Yeah. So that's my that's my view. So do you want to go over this? After you. Okay. Um, I agree with you on a lot of your points. And I feel like, with our parents' generation, like, I actually commend them and I mm-hmm. thank God for their lives because they are literally rocks. Definitely. Like, the things that our parents have been through, they've been through, like, 
so many things like wars things that like if we were to go through at this point I don't <laughs> know, we, we would all be shaken do you get what i mean like mm. the, the strength that they have like in each person is nothing to what we are today exactly. like we are literally like we could not go through what they go through Mm-mm. and come out and still like achieve what they've done in mm. this life um so i really commend them but i feel like they only did for us what they knew Mm-hmm, or what their parents mm-hmm, taught. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. even I was having this conversation with um, my mum, actually. And she was just telling me about her upbringing and things that her um, grandparents and her, like, her aunties and uncles, like, what was the norm? Mm-hmm. And I was like, hey, for someone's mental health, that's not good, you know? <laughs> and, like, for them, it was just a... It wasn't something that you even thought about. It was just, like, your that's just a bad child or you're doing this or you're doing that there was not never like a mental explanation as to why things were happening mm-hmm. or why people were acting out do you get what i mean in tough situations um and even when you look at like i guess when you look at everything that's happening around the world in terms of war and stuff like that i guess the generations to come they're going to be having this conversation about their parents who've lived through all of these times um, so I think it's that sort of thing. Um, but when it comes to, I guess, us here and now in the UK, slavery has played a huge part. Um, mm-hmm. Just not to say that we're born with trauma, because I, I wouldn't want to say that, but I feel like we've inherited it. It's something that we've, mm-hmm. we've learned the trauma from even like little things where it's like, you have to tell your son like, don't walk here at night or be careful when you see police or when there were shootings in the US, it's like, oh, um, you don't, you like, you do not want to be caught in this situation, X, Y, and Z. That is trauma. Mm-hmm. Because every day you're thinking, oh my goodness, I'm driving to work or to church. Am I going to be pulled over by police? Mm-hmm. Like white people, they don't have that trauma. They don't have to think about that. Mm-hmm. That's one less load off their mind. And I feel like even subtle racism, like, things that we go through on a daily basis Work, like yeah. just little All things like it's things yeah. that we've like it plays on our mind and it does take a toll on our mental whereas people of other races um races they don't think about it it doesn't hold any weight to them to the point where i think i was on the train or something and i randomly heard someone say like is racism even still alive and i was like how are you mm-hmm. asking this question like, I don't get it. How mm. do you not know that racism is still alive? I don't get it. Um, so it's things like that. With the black male situation, mm-hmm. I feel like, yes, they do have it hard, but I feel like we have it hard as well as black women. Of course. Um, a lot harder than men as well. Because I feel like, th- as black women, we always, like, not saying that black men don't want to achieve, but we are very like we like we want to do Definitely. things. Do you get what I mean? We want to get things done academically, and it kind of fed into what you said, Vanessa, when you said that you were like always trying to outdo what you've done. And I feel like even that pressure that Black women put on ourselves, like we always want to like it's never good enough, and that even fe- that feeds into um, like imposter syndrome that a lot of black mm-hmm. women face mm-hmm. in this day and age where it's like mm-hmm. i want to go for this job but can i actually like or i want to do this but can i actually do it like was it a fluke that i, <laughs> I did it that mm-hmm. one time can do i actually have the skill mm-hmm. and i feel like all of that kind of builds into 
how we are and we don't want to be seen as like the angry black female mm-hmm. or this but we're very conscious about how we are how we yeah. treat our black males yeah. and even from slavery there was a lot put on black women mm-hmm. to take care of the black male from even from back in those back days in day. I get that I get that yeah. but and I know that black women do go through a lot but I'm also talking about the fact that we can access our emotions they yeah, don't know true. how to access theirs but can we really because when we do access our emotions it's are you being that stereotypical black girl are mm-hmm. you being do you get what i mean yeah it's yeah. yeah right now we're kind of seen more as like on the this sounds really bad to say but we're just seen as girls as females do you get what i mean mm-hmm. whereas i feel like before if you were angry you'd be like oh why are you being angry you're the angry black female or mm-hmm. oh you're mm-hmm. you're ghetto you're this mm-hmm. you're that mm-hmm. and it's like no i'm just angry angry like if i was a different like if i was someone else and i was doing the same behavior i would just be labeled as an angry kid or i was acting out but i feel like when it comes to black females even when you do tap into those emotions we're slightly penalized for tapping into them as well yeah we are but i feel like sometimes if you're feeling low you know you're feeling low you're like you're you're able to kind of say i'm feeling low or i know i'm feeling a bit irritable I want to just chill yeah, at home. With, de- with them, it's more like, I'm low. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm yeah. not. I'm just going to go. I'm not. Mm, and again, irritable. <laughs> again, angry. I'm not. I'm not. I'm calm. I'm calm. I'm calm. I'm calm. You're calm for three years, four years until you come crashing down. Yeah. Yeah. For us, yeah. 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 Even just to add on to that as well, I feel like even um, I was doing some research and even based on my own experiences with working with specifically black males as well, mm. I find that if we talk about um you know um a condition like clinical depression mm-hmm. we've got our criteria mm-hmm. like as mental health professionals that we use to sort of check against to see if these people this person has the symptoms this patient has the symptoms of you know clinical depression mm-hmm. but what i find is that for black men what tends to be the case not in all situations but in some situations those people who may not classify on the traditional criteria as Mm -hmm. feeling depressed it may be because their emotions are trapped in a different way in the in a way that they can only access so for instance your typical i'm just just using it as an example um, based on my own experiences with working with people Mm -hmm. anyway Mm -hmm. Um, they might be someone who rather than um, like staying at home all all the time, lying in bed, not coming out of bed, not Mm -hmm. eating, not Mm -hmm. like sleeping, that kind of stuff. They're the, you know, that the black man would be angry and that's where that, that's how their depression is coming out in anger, as opposed to staying at home in bed, not doing anything, if that makes sense. But then it doesn't mean that they're not depressed. Mm -hmm. They're just accessing the Mm -hmm. only emotion that they're able to emotion, um, Mm -hmm. to experience, if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. Um, And then I guess, yeah, oh gosh, this topic. There's a few points that you touched upon, mm-hmm. which I wanted to like jump off anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the first one that you mentioned was about inherited trauma. Yeah. There's this book I'm reading called It Didn't Start With You. I highly, highly, highly recommend if you're interested in like psychology and stuff. Yeah. Um, and it's really interesting because it talks about how trauma 
is inherited, like mm-hmm. literally just as she says, mm-hmm. and not just in the way that we have consciously learned about it, mm-hmm. but even biologically as well. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> it, it goes into saying that. Um, so we are born with trauma. Oh, a bit of trauma. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So in the sense where um, when let, let, let's just use, let's just say um, when your grandma mm-hmm. was pregnant with your mum, apparently anyway there's i've forgotten the name of the actual cell i think it's called a pre cursor cell or pre, no pre something cell i've forgotten mm-hmm. the name specifically um but apparently there's a cell inside your mom yeah which sort of has that information about you already so about wow yeah about yeah. you basically mm-hmm. so there will be a period where um like there's three in one. So mm-hmm. your grandma is pregnant with your mom and then there's your cell is mm-hmm. inside yeah. your mom, even though your mom's not born yet. Yeah. So with that concept in mind, if then your grandma is going through um, trauma, let's just say she's migrating from um, Nigeria to the UK, mm-hmm. that itself is a traumatic experience. Mm-hmm. And we know that whatever the mother experiences, those you know those hormones feed into the blood and the blood is affecting the child Mm -hmm. so it's not just with what we eat it's with how we feel as well so those emotions are being transferred not just to your mum but also to you as well but it's it's such a shame that i've forgotten the name of that actual self for people who may want to research it further Mm -hmm. no guys Get the book. Get the book, <laughs> Get yeah. The book, and then the you'll know what cell it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's called It Didn't Start With You. It's by um, a man called Mark Wolm. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing his surname correctly, but it's W-O-L-Y-M, okay. I believe. I want to yeah. purchase that. It sounds really Honestly. good. It sounds very interesting. The book is phenomenal. Like It, it breaks down inherited trauma, yeah. and it's something that I think it's an area that they're still doing more research on. Okay. Um, yeah, it's, it's really interesting, highly recommend. So if, if we relate that back to um, our grandparents' experiences, if we, even if we yeah. go further than that and look at slavery, mm-hmm. if that's the case, you know, knowing that mm-hmm. that trauma is inherited that way, that means we are still carrying the effects mm-hmm. of oh, slavery. Do you know what I mean? Definitely. Not even just through our learnt behaviour, mm-hmm. but through our DNA, through mm-hmm. our genes. I can highly agree with that because even if you look at like say black businesses it's everyone's heard of the crab um, theory where like do you know like if you put mm. crabs in a bucket and a crab tries to get out oh the yeah other crabs will grab it and yeah, yeah, yeah. Back down. yeah yeah and I feel like even with things like that like we instead of once someone like black has achieved like bringing other people on and saying like I'm gonna bring everyone in now mm-hmm. it's kind of like that like people are either trying to yeah. <laughs> people are trying to grab them down or they're trying to keep like yeah. secrets and be like oh, I can't help anyone else because like this man's even allowed to be here <laughs> do yeah. you get what I mean like I'm the only black man yeah do you get what I mean yeah so yeah. it's kind of like that and even when it comes to like you can see it clearly in music where they always put all the female rappers against each other mm. like there always has to be a problem between Lil Kim or um, Nicki Minaj and Nicki Minaj and Cardi. Do you get what I mean? It's mm. like, why can't we all just 
show like love, love to one another why yeah. do we always have to be on in competition with mm. each other and i think that stems from slavery of course mm-hmm. where we was like it was either like if you're in the house you're against or the people in the field were against the ones in mm-hmm. the houses mm-hmm. yeah. it stems from all of that mm-hmm. and that feeds into colorism that mm-hmm. is still pre- um, prevalent in today definitely like, oh 100 yeah and it even, all starts there yeah there's even another point that when i was sp- speaking to a friend about this as well and we were talking about how why is it i don't know if you guys can relate but a mm. lot of black people don't like going into the water and mm. he, he linked it to back I to can the, relate back to, back, <laughs> back to the dna as well and thousands and thousands of black people are thrown over the ships during slavery times mm. maybe mm. touching a million people million black people were thrown mm. over obviously sometimes they'll get on well and they're like oh they're not good enough yeah chuck them all over why is it that black people are scared mm. of animals apparently they used to use dogs to chase yeah. them there's mm. so much and that's all through dna you know mm-hmm. so yeah. it feeds into the point that you're talking yeah about. it's deep I'm, I'm not sure if i d- i don't know did i explain it properly you did yeah, you oh did. okay you yeah because in, in the book it goes into more details but yeah. I, I can't remember the names of the different parts of the body and the, the yeah. cells and all of that mm-hmm. i should no, have okay, it in my head though because yeah. everyone can now <laughs> yeah you know I mean? homework yeah <laughs> <laughs> read the book and report back to us. <laughs> <laughs> um and then another point that i wanted to touch upon was um, you know the experiences of black people in general mm-hmm. i think um you know we, we've looked at the biological aspect of why we're having difficulties now and as with everything you know if we're looking at it in a 360 approach you know there's always the psychological needs there's biological needs there's social needs mm-hmm. um spiritual needs it, it ties back to i'm sure um, most people have come across that biopsychosocial model, yeah, yeah. but it's more of a biopsychosocial spiritual mm-hmm. model. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> just, just adding that in there. Um, and you should patent that, please. <laughs> do you know what? I, d- I think I forgot the name of the person. Um, my memory is not good today, but someone else did come up with that. So oh, okay. yeah, I can't. <laughs> I, I wish I came up with it, but yeah. Um, so we've got all those needs, which means we have, um, you know, th- these are needs that we need to cater to. And so when we're looking at the biological aspect, we've explained that aspect of, you know, how trauma can play into our lives yeah. today. Um, social aspects that include stuff like migrating, like that itself. My mom came over to the UK when she was 18. Mm-hmm. I, I can't imagine myself moving to another country at the age of 18, yeah. do you know what I mean? It's crazy. I, yeah. I, I'll go on holiday, come back, but I know I'm coming back, do you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? This yeah. one, I'm going to a whole nother country. English is my second language. I'm going to now like find somewhere to live. You know, yeah. I'm finding a job. I need to up my qualifications. Ooh, ciao. You know, it's, it's, a, it's lot. a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. And um, as you rightly said, I give credit to the generation before us because they, they you know, they set pace. Definitely. Yeah. The, they put things in stone and they're passing on the baton so then we can continue, you know, running that race. Um, but then there's also, there's a, there's a concept called intersectionality. Mm-hmm. And it's basically explaining how our different identities um, overlap. So mm-hmm. if we think of it as, um, let's just say, a road. Yeah, if you've got a road going from A to B. Yeah. And that road, just imagine that road is 
race, right? Mm -hmm. And then you have another road going across it to form a crossroad. And that is um, our gender. Mm -hmm. So imagine if you have all these roads overlapping on each other, Mm -hmm. you've got race, you've got gender, you've got sexuality, Mm -hmm. you've got um, social, economic background. Mm -hmm. They're all just going on top of each other. What is that called? Confusion, you know what I mean? In terms of identity itself. So if you're trying to find uh, a a crossroad if you're trying to find help. So Mm -hmm. let's just say you're you're on that road, you're on that crossroad, you're calling an ambulance, the ambulance comes, they're not able to stand at that crossroad because that's gonna cause traffic on the other roads. They need to stand on one of the roads so then you can get help. Mm -hmm. The point that I'm trying to make is that there isn't help for people who have those men those multiple identities. Mm. Yeah. There's usually just help for just one. Just one. Or maybe two. Two, yeah. yeah. Sometimes three. Mm-hmm. If you're lucky, maybe four. But that is very rare. Mm-hmm. So we have these multiple barriers. Like if you guys can see my hands right now, they're moving. <laughs> 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 yeah, we've got these multiple barriers. Yeah. Um, and multiple identities that have merged into one. Like, even if you think of our identities, mm-hmm. like, we're not just African. In a way, we're also British, because we were born, raised here. Mm-hmm. But we're not just British, you know. We're not just black. Mm-hmm. We're not yeah. just Nigerian. We're not just Ghanaian. We're not just female. We're not just... Mm-hmm. You get the point I'm trying to make. Yeah. Of course, yeah. So there's, there's that element of uncertainty when we don't have the right resources for us and mm-hmm. i think the way that this country this country is made for like excuse me to say but this country is made for white people this country is not made for us yeah. so everything else in terms of the services will always be accommodated to white, white people, white people. Yeah. and the way we know biologically psychologically socially we know that the way that black people are are completely different to the way that white people are. Mm-hmm. Even if you just look at the human body itself, mm-hmm. we're completely different. So, yeah, um, yeah that, that's a problem that I guess we're, we're still trying to tackle. And mm-hmm. I guess the beauty of it is those of us who were born here, or even those of us who are, have that vision mm-hmm. to make those changes, yeah. were not only educating and helping ourselves but also our community like that there's that saying that if you help one person yeah. you've helped a family and if you've helped a family you've helped you a community, community yeah. Yeah. yeah that's true that's yeah definitely. a quick question i want to throw out to both of you because mm-hmm. you actually both work in mental health and within like the nhs service and you're both christian as well mm-hmm. so would you say that mental health is a spiritual like something that could do you get what i mean do you think it's spiritual or do you think it's actually physical like a physical body like hormone imbalance because you know how like african parents will always be like just pray you'll be fine do you Mm. get what i mean or like their prescription is church (laughs) and i'm not saying that church isn't effective because we should Mm -hmm. all pray and believe in god Mm -hmm. but i always say this that God has given us wisdom and knowledge for a reason. Like, as well as praying, use the services that God has provided. Like, mm-hmm. there's a Amen. reason why. <laughs> <laughs> I but think. Um, do you go? I mean, yeah. So I want to ask you a question. Mm. How do humans survive? 
I'll get to the point, but how how do we survive? <laughs> I feel like this is a trick question. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 it's not a trick question. What what do we need to do to survive? To eat. Okay, mm-hmm. to eat. To breathe. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, digest. Okay. Um, <laughs> like bodily functions, right? Bodily mm-hmm. functions, okay. Mm-hmm. So if and I think socially as well, you need mm-hmm. to be social. Okay, so so if you had a person who they were able to eat, they were able to have their bodily functions intact, mm-hmm. and um, they were able to go out every once in a while, would they still survive? Yeah. Yep. Yeah? Okay. Would they have a good quality of life? That's dependent on them. Okay. So what what else do you think they'll need? Like friends, family. Friends, family. Okay, so that's the social part. Yeah. And then we've got the eating part as they well. They need to feel fulfilled at something. Okay, right? so that's the psychological so part. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, you don't have to go any further. If no, that's where you want to like stop, like that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah? yeah? Okay, no, that's great. So. Isn't that the, what's it, Maslow's hierarchy of needs? No. It, it can so relate to that as well. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it can relate to that as well. Um, I think the point that I was trying to make that it goes back to what I was saying before with how we are not just biological beings. Mm -hmm. We're not just psychological beings, social beings, spiritual beings. We're, like, as human beings, Mm -hmm. we're very complex and it's not just one approach that will help us to survive. So Mm -hmm. just as you rightly said, in order to survive, you need to be able to have your biological needs. You need to have your social needs with family, friends, mm-hmm. etc. Yeah. You need to have some sort of sense of fulfillment with your psychological needs as well. Yeah. It's the same way that 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 whole same principle applies right. to mm-hmm. mental health yeah. as well, in the sense where you can. I think, do you know, sometimes yeah, you can be in a position where I, I meet a lot of people who feel low. And they mm-hmm. say, oh, they don't know why they're feeling no. Mm-hmm. They, they actually, like, they've tried everything. Yeah. You ask them what they've tried. They might have, um, you know, tried even therapy. Yeah. And they're still, feel, they're still feeling mm-hmm. low. They might be, you know, eating, sleeping good, but they're still feeling unwell. They've got mm-hmm. f- people around them. They've got friends and family. Yeah. They're still feeling low. Mm-hmm. But then the element that is missing with that person is probably their spiritual needs are not being met. Mm-hmm. Mm. and then you have someone else where you know their spiritual needs are being that they're tight with god like yeah. they're praying every day but then their psychological needs mm. are not being met okay. so there's always like i feel Something like lacking yeah. perfect yeah. i think it's that thing that's lacking yeah. that's what's leading to mm-hmm. your mental health difficulty okay. rather than it being one thing like we're, we're so complex it's not just one, one thing, thing yeah I guess Vanessa, I was gonna say the exact same. <laughs> Vanessa covered it like it's just not yeah. one thing. Not yeah, one thing. you yeah. covered it. You, sp- you took out all the words from my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> my mind. But um, we did the same course. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking, like, do you know how like some um, aunties would be like, it's a spiritual met- um, attack and mm-hmm. stuff like that, mm-hmm. and it's it can be like yeah, that's yeah. the thing. Yeah. I'm like it. It could be, mm-hmm. but at the same time, like you need to make sure. Like your hormones and everything are in mm-hmm. check. Yeah, yeah. So you, you, have, I mean? you have to make use of all the resources you have around mm-hmm. you as well. Even your sensory yeah. needs, like sometimes, even going back to the things that we smell, the yeah. things that we touch. Like even there's there's um one research study that shows when you have a twenty second hug with someone, mm-hmm. that's a really long time that for 
you know, mm-hmm. a hug, but someone that you know, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> Not just strangers. Don't go hugging strangers. <laughs> you find yourself in a you never, <laughs> <laughs> you never said that. <laughs> but um, yeah, research shows that if you have that 20 second hug, mm. it releases endorphins, yeah. apparently, you know, so that just shows the way that our body is connected. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, the, that connection between the mind and the body is so mm-hmm. strong. Yeah. You know, when one is affected, the other one sympathizes, yeah. like it's a relationship. Mm-hmm. The same way that those parts of our bodies yeah. and our being mm-hmm. is, it's all the relationships. You've got to be kind to yourself. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And you've also got to have a balance. Life Definitely. is all about a balance. People don't you know to how to have a balance. <laughs> and that's where they lack. So you find people that are going to church every single day. God said he's going to give me a job. God said he's going to give me a job. Mm-hmm. But you haven't got up your ass to think, mm-hmm. let me do a CV and actually apply ah, for the honestly. job. So the prayers have been answered already, but you haven't, you haven't done anything about it. And like another thing as well. God can't do the whole work for that's you. That's it. He can't do the whole work for you. And then even like with spirituality, some people be like, oh, yeah, every second is it evil attack? Is it evil attack? Is it evil mm. attack? You don't give the devil so much power over your life mm. because Tell God's them. power is more superior to any other power. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So again, it's it's all balanced. Life is mm-hmm. a balance. You could take the spirituality, you could take the mental, you could take everything and just balance mm-hmm. it out. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where people struggle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you need to make sure you tr- well try your best anyway to yeah. cater to your needs. I think once for me personally, anyway, just for my own personal experience, when I got that understanding, I was like, rah, like, this makes sense. Yeah. It, it's the foundation of everything, do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So if f- I'm not in a place where I'm feeling, like, one day I'm not feeling too good, I'm not feeling myself, then I, I know that what I need to do to cater to my needs, do you know yeah. what I mean? I have some sort of direction. I think we just need to, you need to know yourself and spend time with yourself. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally just sit down with yourself and do a check-in. The same yeah. way we do a check-in every single episode. Like, mm-hmm. just say, like, how am, I, how am I actually feeling? Mm-hmm. Like, and be real with yourself. Don't, like, put on, like, a fake smile and be like, do you know what, I feel good. Like, no, how do you actually feel real. in every situation? And be honest and brutal with yourself. Because yeah. that will give you an indication of how you genuinely are. Don't try and mask it up and just mm-hmm. be like, do you know what? I have to be happy because I'm at work and I'm da da da. Like if you if you don't feel good, not saying wallow in it, but acknowledge, acknowledge. it. Literally acknowledge yeah. it. Um, mm. We tend to we're scared to feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But when you feel uncomfortable, that's when you realise what you need help in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for example, people will avoid certain situations because they're like, oh, I can't be there, man. I can't be there. I'm uncomfortable. There. Mm. I, I just don't want to be there. You, you don't, we don't know. You just don't know. Try a different thing. Yeah. Like I said accept the uncomfortability accept the not accept it feel it yeah you're feeling low okay what is it that's making you feel low okay write things down i always tell people write there's paper and pen you know not mm. everything's about your phone get a paper and pen and write down your thoughts what is mm. it that's actually bothering me and do you know what i'm not gonna lie yeah feeling these emotions it's actually exciting like that sounds really weird <laughs> to say, but it's like God made all of these emotions for mm, a reason. Come on so now. So it's like you're meant to, like no, but like you're meant That's to. True. You're yeah. meant to. Not that you're meant to enjoy it, but there's a purpose of you going through it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like it's healthy. Yeah. And it, it reminds me of um. So I think I posted on Twitter the other day that there's this conception that we need to be happy all the time. Like yeah. even with people that I work with, um, you know, some of my patients, when I ask them, what's your goal? I want to be happy. I want to be happy all the time. Mm-hmm. And then that is what is t- our problem. Yeah. Because being unhappy all the time is very unrealistic. Mm-hmm. Like being sad 
is healthy. As I said mm. before, yeah. your emotions are like an alarm bell. Yeah. Your body is alarming you that something needs to change. Mm-hmm. Something mm-hmm. needs to be done. Yeah. It's like when people have breakdowns, in my opinion, those breakdowns are telling you or are teaching you something so you can yeah. break through. Literally. You know, it's that cry for health yeah. Yeah. that I need to change what I'm doing and I need to look after myself mm-hmm. in a different way. Because yeah. most people, like, it, it's really interesting how our brain works in a way because it, why does it need to take a breakdown for you to improve your health? Why mm-hmm. do you need to be sick before you start looking after your health? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's 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 through those processes, through that uncomfortable process where we learn and then we reflect yeah. and then we improve ourselves. And it's a cycle. I think sometimes when we improve ourselves and then we get to that point where we're good, we feel like, yeah, this is it. Mm-hmm. But Nabi is yeah, is a cycle. Goes, it goes round and round and round. round. Yeah. And you just gotta accept yeah. it and then mm-hmm. find the enjoyment out of it. Oh. And then once you kind of like know what works for you, so for example, when you are feeling like anxious and you know, okay, when I'm feeling anxious, I know that maybe I need to do this and do that. Mm-hmm. When you do feel anxious later on in life, you'll be able to use those tools and strategies exactly. to kind of help you then. So feeling mm-hmm. like anxiety has people say, oh my God, it's such a bad thing, depression is such a bad thing. But once you've gone through it and you know what works for you, mm-hmm. the next time you, you're hit with a shock, the shockers of life, Mm. <laughs> you're able to kind of handle it a yeah. bit better yeah you've got those tools in your toolbox yeah. and I feel like we shouldn't put like negative labels on all of these emotions because not all of them are bad like no. anxiety like to an extent yes it can actually hinder you but being anxious could actually be quite good at the beginning mm-hmm. because for example if you're going for a job a job interview and you're anxious that means you're going to prepare the best that you can mm-hmm. if you didn't feel anxious if you didn't feel nervous you'd be like do you know what i'm going to get this like not saying that you shouldn't say that because you should, you should have self belief as well mm-hmm. but you wouldn't do like your you wouldn't go in depth into your research and properly prepare it's true. do you know what i mean yeah. everything has a reason that's why like if you're a performer you get nervous because you're like i need to be the best that i can mm-hmm. yeah. like not all of these emotions are bad it's when it gets to a certain extent that it turns negative yeah mm-hmm. and it hinders you from doing anything because mm-hmm. you can feel so anxious that you don't do anything, anything. at all yeah you could feel anxious yeah. but be like okay i just need to get this done like mm-hmm. i need to know everything i need to research everything it, there's yeah there's yeah. a fine line between no definitely that. like even if you think of it on the graph like as anxiety levels increase usually productivity increases yeah up until a peak then it and then <laughs> it starts to decline yeah, do you yeah. know what i mean mm-hmm. it reminds me of um when i was doing my dissertation for undergrad mm-hmm. the topic that i didn't actually pick my topic because my supervisor yeah. um were given a supervisor and basically then you had to pick your topic but then i was like if i'm going to pick a different topic and this supervisor doesn't, doesn't understand do it, yeah. then <laughs> We're, we're both on? going to be, you know, lost here. So I need to pick one of his well, hoof topics. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> his topic was um, based on depth perce- perception. Mm-hmm. And those of you... Right on depth. So deep, oh. like the like perception depth. of... Um, oh, like D-E-P. Like the depth of yeah, like depth. swimming yeah, pool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. But wow. it was more on perception. So measuring how we perceive things like wow it, it, that one was That's intense mad. i'm so not gonna good. lie to you those of you who did psychology undergrad oh. at university of 
Lester will understand what I'm talking about with the depth perception thing. You guys, did you do depth perception? No. Well, my supervisor that I picked didn't. Oh, okay. I did it was consciousness in... though. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't that do whole consciousness. Was a... Oh, the course was called consciousness. Yeah. Are you sure? Oh. Yeah, I did consciousness as my course. What as a, your degree? No, oh, no, 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 as no, a no, module. Oh, yeah, oh module. okay. Are you talking about modules or yeah, yeah, I was talking about modules. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Oh, well, it's yeah. conscious. Oh, that's interesting. Mine was consciousness. That that's really interesting. No. no, every lesson I felt. Do you know when you feel like, what did I just? <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah. that was literally with this one, and then when I got the topic, I was like, hey God, I am finished because for in first <laughs> year when we did the exams, like it, it didn't go according to plan. Mm. It didn't go really well. Um, so from that experience i was like nah this topic is intense, intense yeah. Yeah. but then that itself made me like study it to a t where mm. now i can tell you depth perception until kingdom comes you know what i mean yeah. and i did really well for you know th my dissertation mm. yeah. but that was because i was feeling really anxious about it yeah. i know i had to learn it to a t like to understand it yeah. get that basic understanding in place and then you know mm. do the rest yeah, yeah. that's why i'm like we always like, and even in media, we talk about mental health as if like some of these labels are very negative and it's like, sometimes it's actually a warning and then because you ignored that warning, it kind of like gets mm. like, louder and louder because yeah. it's like a little alarm, just like, okay, like, hello, <laughs> hello, and you ignore it, then it's like, okay, like, listen to me now. Yeah. Um, no, it's true. Same thing with like perfectionism, mm. um, where again, you can reach a peak and start to become like the productive productivity levels is uh, at zero because yeah, yeah, yeah. you start avoiding doing the work because you're it's not you feel like it's not gonna be perfect if you do it so you just mm. avoid it and you won't do it. But perfectionism is a good thing at the same time because you want things to be done properly, you want that's things to be done perfect. Yeah. So what's wrong with that? Again, it's just a balance. Yeah, mm. definitely. Because I feel like that's something that I struggled with. So I'll avoid doing certain things because if I do it now, it's not going to be perfect. Mm. And I'll leave it to a point where I know that I can't make it perfect. And I start getting upset with myself. Like, it should have been better than this. Yeah. Now I failed. Mm. <laughs> good, good on me. And it's that cycle. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So life is just about balance, guys. Mm -hmm. Get you that need balance. to find the balance. Find the balance. And don't look at anyone else's balance. Mm. Don't look at anyone else's Honestly. journey. Don't look at anyone else's time frame. Just like focus Don't look at anyone else's balance. Yeah. Honestly, focus on your front because yeah. if you're not focusing on what you're doing and you're watching someone else, you're gonna trip. Do you know what? Yeah, like, it's funny. You, it's trip. so funny you say that because sorry, I've got so many stories. <laughs> I could be here all day, but um, I remember one time I was I used to like run, mm -hmm. do like athletics here and there anyway, oh. just small, small one, not not the big on one, the <laughs> just, just, just a small, small one. <laughs> and then um, I remember I was doing eight hundred meters, right. Mm -hmm. And I'd gone, because with 800 meters, you have to go twice round. Laps, yeah. So I, I went one, I was on my second one, and I think I had like 200 meters left. I was running, running, running. I was literally approaching like yeah. maybe second place. I was going to do it. Mm. I don't know what spirit <laughs> told me to look back. Hey. I, looked, I looked back and I dropped on the floor. Oh. Wow. I ended up coming last. <laughs> 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 I cried. Oh, I think that was when I was in secondary school or something. I'll never forget that day. Everyone was just looking at me. Like, obviously, everyone's... Because <laughs> yeah, everyone's like, cheering me on. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, it was so embarrassing. <laughs> but, you know, look yeah. on your front. Look at your front, man. Otherwise, what happened to me will happen to you as well. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Just really your own journey. Yeah. Um, I feel like everyone's journey is different. So don't, like... 
you can listen to other people's journey and kind of like get wisdom and knowledge from them but it's not one size fits all it's you definitely know what works for you definitely what's going to help build yourself up yeah um, and if it does get to that point then seek that professional help as mm-hmm. well like mm-hmm. not everything can be done like at home by yourself and stuff mm. like that mm-hmm. um yeah your awareness that self-awareness is your superpower mm-hmm. i believe and i think it, it's up to everyone to do what they can to strengthen their superpower to understand themselves better yeah if if that involves you know you reading more books yeah. you know yeah. listening to more podcasts yeah. doing the research understand yourself better if you feel like you need that extra support mm-hmm seeking a therapist coming to inside out well-being workshops yeah <laughs> plugging Come myself on. um yeah so self-awareness is your superpower guys it's key. it's definitely key there's also one guy that was obsessed with in psychology well there's two people i was really obsessed with when i was doing positive psychology and that was um carol dweck mindset i don't know if you guys know about her but mm. every time i go to an interview i always talk about i'm obsessed she talks about having a fixed mindset and a growth mindset. Oh, yeah, if yeah, yeah. If you guys yes. want to read it, you can go read yeah, it. Yeah, I know who's talking about it. And she's so good. And she talks about happiness and talks about self-wealth, talks mm-hmm. about um, allowing experiences in her life to kind of put us in places where we sometimes think, oh, we're not good enough, and puts us in that fixed mindset, mm-hmm. whereas we're, we're aiming to be in that growth. Like, she probably mm-hmm. breaks it down. Mm-hmm. And there's another guy as well called Mihaly Chink Sent Me High. Remember flow? Do you remember that in psychology? No. Chink Sent Me High. And he talks about flow. Yeah, guys. Refresh my memory. (laughs) (laughs) It's so interesting how everyone does something different in this undergrad psychology. Yeah. I don't remember this flow. You don't remember this flow? Okay. It sounds familiar, but maybe when you explain it, I'll get what you're saying. Mm. But I don't remember the person. Correct? I don't know. Guys, whoever, any psychological people out there, correct me, but this is what I kind of grasp from it. With flow, it's about being within the moment, being very mindful. Oh, yeah. yeah. Being in the place. I've remembered this. Yeah. Yeah. So being... If you're doing an activity, it's really, really getting all your senses, involved, your mind, yeah. your soul involved in doing the activity to get the full enjoyment out of it. Mm. And that's how life should be. You need to find your mm. flow. And once you find your flow, for me, your balance, yeah. you're good to go. Mm. That's actually why I meditate. Yeah. Important. I do mindfulness yeah. meditation. And it's literally, it's so simple. Guys, if you want to meditate, there's an app that I use called Headspace. That mm-hmm. kind of yeah. gets you into yeah. it. Um, and there's another one called Instep insight timer which is quite good as well it's free mm-hmm. um and it's literally about your breathing like mm-hmm. being aware of your breathing how you're feeling in that and that's why i say like check in with yourself just sit there and just say how am i feeling mm. like be in that moment and then you'll notice that as you go in like through your day you'll be in the moment and just yeah. like have those cues to make sure that you remember to in the moment, in the moment. Yeah, yeah. It, it's really like with mindfulness it, it's it's something that I try my best to do every morning as well mm-hmm. and it's great for developing discipline as well mm-hmm. um, especially when you do it you know first thing in the in morning, morning. Um, there's um, there's a concept that I I think I, I came across this recently about the willpower battery and it's just basically about how when we wake up in the morning everyone has their willpower battery on full that's Mm -hmm. why in the mornings you're able to do that as much as you can and be productive (laughs) but then as you go on throughout the day 
obviously your battery becomes low like how the more you use your phone yeah. the battery will become low as well mm-hmm. and something that a lot of people do is this is a whole different topic but i'm just going to touch upon it really really quickly yeah. no, no. something that a lot of people do in the morning is straight on your phone on social media mm-hmm. what that does is it decreases that willpower battery so mm. then when you're trying to be disciplined throughout the day that's why a lot of people are struggling with discipline these mm-hmm, days yeah. because they're not putting themselves in positions where they're topping up their battery. Do you mm-hmm, know what I mean? They're, they're mm-hmm. decreasing their battery. Even before yeah. you've left the house, your willpower battery will be on 50%. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? 100%. But then 100%. with mindfulness, that tops up mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. you know, that battery. So even if you wake up, you're at 100, you're... just doing extra charge. You're charging, charging power extra. <laughs> you're giving In yourself it, a power bank That's for it, later. I love that. You're giving yourself a power <laughs> bank for later, yeah. And those practices help you to practice... Mm-hmm discipline mm. in the real world yeah, as well definitely do you know what i applied it to church you know because in what way there would be times that i'm in church and instead of listening this sounds really bad instead of yeah, listening, doing pressing pressing on your phone yeah and i'm planning <laughs> i'm literally because i'm like a serial planner so i mm. write everything in my notes what i'm going to do that day so whether it's meal prep hoover do this do that i write everything out there was one time I was in church and I started writing the my list of everything that I'm doing. And I said, wait, why am I thinking about the present when I'm not yet there? I need to think, I mean, think thinking about the future when I'm not yet there. I need to be thinking about the present because what have I now learned from this preaching? Nothing, because I'm too like apprehensive planning everything that I'm gonna do after I leave. Mm-hmm. But I'm not living in the moment. Mm. And then it's things like that where your meditation actually just connects with your real life because you're like, do you know what? Let me actually put my phone down and live in the moment. Even like going to a concert, mm-hmm. like you're there on your phone recording everything. Why yep. not just be in the moment? Why not just live it mm-hmm. and enjoy it? And do you get what I mean? And, and get have that, that experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love flow, It's things know. like that. Yeah. I, love, I wanna lie to you guys. Some people think I take the piss with my replies, but it's not because <laughs> I don't, my battery's hot, like dead hot most of the time. Anyway. <laughs> That's what I was, <laughs> but, I was about to do. I like my battery being there sometimes because I just I'm just enjoying just be, be like, in the yeah, moment. I can leave my phone yeah. at home, you know, and just get yeah. on with my day. Yeah, I could do that. Some too, people think honest. it's crazy, but I, I can actually do it because I want to yeah. just enjoy me driving to work. I don't mm. I wanna enjoy me going like, I just wanna enjoy everything. Mm. Do you know what yeah. I mean? So Yeah. And that's just something that I I learned over time. Mm. That's what gives me happiness and peace. Yeah, mm. that's it. You found your happiness, found your peace. Yeah. That's all that matters. I feel like everyone should do mindfulness. Yeah, yeah I agree. It's, it actually helps with your your thoughts as well, controlling mm-hmm. them. Because mm-hmm. when I started doing mindfulness, because um, I started at uni, mm-hmm. like in a small group, basically. There was oh, someone, okay, that's really yeah, cool. That's how I actually got into it, because through doing consciousness, there was a girl who was doing her master's, and she wanted to um, test the various types of um, meditations and see whether it actually increased like your productiveness at uni, mm-hmm whether it helped with like thinking clear and stuff like oh, okay. that. Okay. So I was like, do you know what? I was like, I'll try it as long as it's nothing spiritual because I'm a Christian. <laughs> so they were like, okay, you could do mindfulness and um, meditation, which is all based on breathing. Um, so I did that. And then I was just like, okay, I quite like this. Mm. And the theory that she gave was that um, your thoughts. <laughs> so we go. I just thought about one, my first experience doing it. So that was fine. <laughs> we'll go on to it. <laughs> but the theory was that your thoughts are like clouds. So if you picture just a, a, like 
scenery, just literally any scenery, and the clouds that pass by are your thoughts. And you just need to acknowledge them as a passing by cloud, that's mm. it. So it's not about stopping you from thinking, it's about listening to your brain think and acknowledging where it's, do you get what where, I mean? Yeah. 100%. And follow, sometimes you can even follow it down its path and be conscious of mm. you following your brain down like, okay, I'm thinking about pizza, but now I'm thinking about the time I had pizza at so-and-so's house. Now I'm thinking about the movie we watched that, mm. do you get what I mean? All mm. of those little streams and alleyways, you're conscious that your mind is taking mm-hmm. that, but then you're able to stop it and say, mm. now I'm just going to focus on the now. Do you get what yeah. I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like, even that theory, I was like, okay. Yeah. Like, And that's yeah. really helpful for even some of the interventions that we use. Yeah, thought yeah. Thought challenging, yeah. yeah. Of taking control of those thoughts yeah. as opposed yeah. to those thoughts controlling you. Yeah. So yeah, mindfulness is Definitely. very powerful. Yeah. yeah. Guys, I'm coming back to psychology. After I'm done with marketing and advertising, come, 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 come. we need you. I, I think I just want to be a therapist. That's yeah. I loved counseling. We need you when we I was studying you. psychology. That was like it was counseling and like kind of like CBT and everything, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or it was advertising. <laughs> that was it. No. Those were the two spectrums. No, fair enough. Um, but then you can bring them. You can bring it together. Yeah. So when that's you... what I did for my dissertation. Oh, like, okay. I did the nice. yeah psychology of advertising. Talked about subliminal priming and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Nice. I remember. Yeah, yeah. that one was hard. I remember that. <laughs> but what's your um your first <laughs> meditation idea? <experience? Yeah>. Oh, <laughs> that was so funny. Man. I really I was laughing this. at myself. I was like, Chin, I'm something else. <laughs> I really like to be in flow too much. I, I remember one time. When I was a therapy assistant at one private hospital, so they used to do like CBT um, cl- um, groups. Mm. So I, I was like the assistant for the psychologist. So she was like, "Oh, guys, we're gonna do something different today. We're gonna do a bit of mindfulness." So I was yeah. like, "Oh, this is new." Mm-hmm. Obviously, I just finished uni. I was like, "Okay, what's this?" And she goes, "Chin, you're gonna get involved too," because I wasn't really allowed to be involved in some of the things that they were doing. Oh. But she said, "I can get involved, but I just have to sit at the back." Okay. So that's how she started doing the talking mm-hmm. and whatnot, whatnot, whatnot. <laughs> cool. And she's like, "Chin." Was gone. <laughs> you slept. And then I done this because I could hear her calling me. You know, you can hear something. Yeah, you're like, I couldn't sleep. I skinned in my eyes. Like, she's like, Chin, how was it? This was amazing. What I was just trying to do is just think about my thoughts because I'm it really needs to be. Sorry, guys, I swear, but I had to just make one lie up because I slept off. Like when you get caught sleeping at church <laughs> or during prayer. It's always me. <laughs> I get too involved in the moment. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> no, that's funny. <laughs> I think our uni, uh, uni, um, was it, we'll feed our, pe- our course. That's mm-hmm. the only time I didn't sleep, you know. That's the first time I hadn't slept. Yeah. But in that one, you can't sleep. <laughs> where, where are you sleeping? <laughs> There's only a few of us as well. Yeah. But for undergrads, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I was very- <laughs> I had a few of those moments, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> and Obi will wake me up. She's like, Chin, wake up. Like, leave me, leave me. <laughs> oh, yeah, guys. But it's been amazing, though, to have you on here, Vanessa. Yeah. Oh, you're so, like, you're so knowledgeable. Very knowledgeable. Very insightful. And it's so good to hear what you're doing for our community and for, like, just everyone, I guess. Yeah. So keep doing what you're doing. And, guys, Thank you. I guess one thing that I want to really work on is taking this back home. To, I'm not going to lie mm. to you. That's my aim, to take this back home to Facts. Africa, to the Caribbean. Facts. So if we can all work collaboratively one day and take it back there, mm. then let it be so. Yeah, yeah let's do it. Let's now, thanks for this. having me, guys. It's yeah. been a pleasure. 
Yeah. I feel like you need to come back. Definitely. I feel like we literally I'll, just scratched I'll the here. surface. Yeah. I'll, I'll come. You're yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> no, I appreciate that. Yeah. I appreciate it. We should do a part two maybe next month. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, because we didn't cover like most things that we had planned. That we so, had planned, yeah. So yeah. We definitely come back because we love having you on here yeah. as well. Oh, thanks guys. No, you guys yeah. are doing amazing. Like shout out to you guys <laughs> for the hard work you're putting in. Oh, you know, it's not easy <laughs> sitting here every week doing podcasts and stuff, but I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who are benefiting from that. So, yeah. you know, we thank God for your lives. Well, thank, thank you. Thank you. And guys, if you have a project in terms of mental health or anything within it doesn't just have to be within the black community, but if you do have one for the black community, definitely get in touch with Vanessa. Please yeah. do. Um, because it's it's the year of collaboration. Mm-hmm. That's what yes, it is. This is what we like, need. we all need to be working together to help each other out. It's mm-hmm. not about just, oh, they're already doing it, so leave them to do it. No, like, we all mm. have a part to play in this. It's not just a one-person thing. Yeah. If you have something that you want to work on or even just a project you want to get involved in or if you want to help Vanessa out with any of the events she's doing, please get in touch. I'm going to be recruiting soon anyway as well. So keep an eye out for that. I guess if you guys follow um, the Inside Out pages, Twitter. Plug it, plug it, plug it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So it's Inside Out UK underscores and that's on Twitter. same for Instagram as well. The website is www.insideout.org.co.uk and mm-hmm. like all our details are there. Um, if you have any questions specifically towards like me with any um, anything to do like career-wise or Inside Out-wise or helping out, drop me an email. Um, so it's Vanessa, V-A-N-E-S-S-A at insideoutwellbeing.org. Um, and I'm happy to help. You know, like mm-hmm. just as these guys said it's mm-hmm. it's collaboration and it's time i think there's what's that african program verb that says um if you want to go fast go alone yeah. mm-hmm. but if, if you want to go far go far go, go together yeah. that's it yeah, yeah. That that's it. what yeah. we're on that's Definitely. what we're on Definitely. um and or if you're biblical. free yeah <laughs> one will chase one thousand <laughs> two will chase Sorry. No, that's fine. I was just gonna say, um, if you're free on the thirtieth of January, please do come to the workshop. Details will be on the website as well. Yeah. But yeah, thanks for having me, ladies. Thank Thank you. you. Um who wants to go go in with their quote of the day? So I think Gobby, you're doing the quote of the day. Yeah. Um so I've just got a short one. It's by a guy called Russell Wilson. Okay. Um, it says, if we start being honest about our pain, our anger, and our shortcomings instead of pretending that they don't <laughs> exist, then maybe we can leave the world a better place than we found it. Amazing. Love that. Um, and I think that literally embodies everything that we've spoken about today. Definitely. Mm. Like everything we've spoken about. Like, mm-hmm. Just deal with it. Yeah. yeah. Don't suppress it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. And then we have Vanessa with the tip of the week. Yes. I've been waiting for this. <laughs> new, <laughs> new year, new wow. year. <laughs> wow. Pressure. People pressure. Um, <laughs> I think one tip that I always give to people is to make yourself a project. Mm-hmm. And when I say make yourself a project, what, what tends to happen is that we... Um, when we have a deadline, when we have coursework, when we have a work project, 
we will work really hard at it mm-hmm. and we will stay up until silly o'clock to mm-hmm. finish it and complete it to make sure it's right mm-hmm. imagine if you put those hours into you how powerful you mm-hmm. would be you know yeah. and when i say make yourself a project it's an ongoing thing so gaining that self-awareness as, as we spoke about that self-awareness is your superpower and that's what's going to get you to those goals that you want to achieve and be mm-hmm. sustainable at it as well so mm-hmm. you can stay on top Definitely. of your game um so making yourself a project involves working on you not apologizing for working on you as well mm-hmm. setting boundaries acknowledging your strengths mm-hmm. acknowledging your weaknesses knowing what triggers you what you like what you don't like mm-hmm. this life you know we only have one being we only have that one life so making the most of it making sure that you are good even though there will be times where you're not good finding the value mm-hmm. out of your experiences mm-hmm. that all comes under making yourself a project so it's a journey definitely. yeah it's definitely a journey and it's something that i would encourage you to do if you want practical like a practical starting point would probably be to um maybe start writing down your goals mm-hmm. and being really specific with those goals and i wouldn't say write any more than three like jot down three goals or things that you want to work towards and once you've written those goals um write it in first person Mm -hmm. so um or yeah so write it in first person as an affirmation and every morning repeat that to yourself Mm -hmm. first thing in the morning before you've done your meditation or after you've done your meditation Mm -hmm. or your mindfulness and then last thing at night so you embed it into your subconscious that's step one yeah and then step two like whatever you want to work on next go for it like the world's your oyster but make sure you're looking after yourself and making yourself a project yes i love that literally that is amazing thanks guys very good so Thank you so so much, Vanessa. My again. pleasure. Yeah. My pleasure. And thank You'll you be guys. Back soon. Soon. Yes. Oh, don't worry, me, I can talk. <laughs> <laughs> I got stories about Vanessa. It makes me laugh. <laughs> I always tell people, Vanessa, Vanessa can sell this place, though. She can sell anything. Put her on a spot, she'll sell it to really? you. Really? <laughs> and I'll be definitely looking like, how the heck? <laughs> Where did you come from with this? Do you know what that came? It was when we had that presentation to do no. in our course year none of us knew what we were doing mm-hmm. and then i think me and i think me and our friend i was like friends. guys i got this don't yeah, worry yeah, yeah. i got this and then i was just you just smashed it putting <laughs> things together i was looking at her because we were like in the same group having mm-hmm. to like present it i was looking at her like eh she didn't even have time <laughs> and she was there standing in front of them we when i came on my, my lip was shaking <laughs> just to watch your dad do you know what That's it is good. no it's, it's just it's just free practice because i do a lot of public speaking okay yeah so yeah you just bring something from this corner <laughs> bring something from that corner make it work you have Honestly. to make it make sense <laughs> but yeah but yeah so guys thanks for tuning in yes yes um we hope that this podcast really spoke to everyone um and if you do have any questions feel free to message us um mm-hmm. or even join in on like with regards to the conversation, whether you agree or disagree with any points that we brought up, just definitely like put that through and we can have that conversation as well. A massive, massive thank you to our sponsors, So Fashion Realm and also Eoko Hair.
would like to follow us on socials, you can follow me at Zion LDN. And follow me, Justin underscore one. Do you guys know that? I know, I'm just like looking at you smiling, sorry. <laughs> So my personal hat is Nessa Banks. Yeah, yeah Nessa Banks underscore Twitter, Instagram, and they are. So on that note, it's a bye from me. And it's a bye from me. And it's a bye from me.